Location, location, location. Ray Kroc of McDonald's fame once said, the two most important requirements for major success are first, being in the right place at the right time, and second, doing something about it. Today's episode is all about putting creative operations in the right location on the org chart and how to navigate your way there. The where of creative operations is just as crucial as the what and how for your company, for your creative team, for your marketing team, and most especially for your creative ops team and your career. Welcome to this week's episode of the Creative Ops Podcast. I'm so grateful that you've joined me yet again as I continue my journey of curiosity of all things creative operations. Today, we're joined by Amy Tesh Strickland of Sella. Amy's well-known across the creative operations community. She's got a deep well of experience and earned expertise, both on the brand side and the consulting side. She's worked in, led, and advised both creative operations and marketing operations teams, which makes her the ideal guest for today's episode. As we continue through what I've called the teenage years of creative operations, trying to figure out what this function, this role can evolve into being, what it can and should become to have the biggest impact on the organization and individual careers. Part of what we need to answer is where should creative operations be situated on the org chart? The default answer has always been within the creative team under the leadership of the creative director. That is what is most common today and has been most common since day one. Well, Amy's got a bit of a spicy take, and I'm hoping this is going to generate some feedback and questions and definitely some follow-up discussions. And spoiler alert, Amy thinks creative operations belongs in marketing operations. We'll cover her whys, the pros, the cons. We'll talk about the history of how creative operations started out under the leadership of the creative director and why it most often ends up there as the default option. We'll also talk about the exceptions or the it depends scenarios when maybe Amy thinks creative operations belongs in a different part of the org chart. I think location on the org chart is a key unlock, just like Ray Kroc and McDonald's believe for McDonald's franchises. I believe the same is for any function, any role in an organization. Location does matter. And I think part of this conversation, again, going back to the teenage years is Location, I believe, is going to the right location is going to unlock making that transition from creative operations being perceived as tactical to strategic. And I think for you as an individual, as a creative operations leader or, or an aspiring creative operations leader or somebody who's a project manager today that wants to step into that creative operations role, I think being in the right place in the organization, in the right location is going to accelerate your journey to becoming a creative operations leader. This episode is also an unlock for other episodes we're going to do related to this topic. I've already started to invite some people from the marketing operations world, keying off some of the things that Amy shares in today's episode. I want to talk to them about their point of view in general on creative operations. I've already had some offline discussions led to some incredibly interesting discussions and insights. I want to get their like broad view of creative operations. I want their understanding of should creative operations be 
sitting right within the marketing operations group? And if not, why not? If yes, why? And how can creative operations and marketing operations start more collaboratively working together today, regardless of location on the org chart? But this is really the first episode to sort of key that off. Uh, and I think Amy is sharing a lot of incredible insights as to why she believes creative operations belongs in marketing operations. I'm definitely now positively inclined towards that point of view, but again, it depends. And it depends on your organization. So maybe you're gonna agree with Amy, maybe you're gonna disagree. Regardless, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line at nishacreativeops.fm. Send me your questions, send me your point of view. If you want to get on a call with me and just sort of riff on your current situation and organization and you're figuring out how to navigate your role and your team to the right place on the org chart, I'd love to riff with you on that. But for now, tune in as we listen to Amy take us through her point of view where creative operations should be located on the org chart and arm you with how to think through where and how to navigate your creative operations team to the right location. Amy, welcome to the Creative Ops Podcast. We're going to start with the same question we kick off every episode with. What is your definition of creative operations? For many years now, I have held the same definition, even though my role has changed. And I would argue, as you do, that our lovely operations profession has changed. I still define creative ops broadly as the art and science of running a creative function like a business. And under that, I think of it as measuring and optimizing people, process, and tools. I add to that now data towards the goal of delivering the greatest value to the business. So that's how I think of the science side. Defining value broadly too. Value is not always the maximum output for the minimum cost. I think of high quality, innovative, creative as also having a lot of value and balancing those two things is where the sort of the art and of the art and science comes in. I love the fact that your definition is very much tied to output and impact. That's something that we're hearing more and more across the community. You've been advocating for that for years. You're one of the most experienced pros around in creative operations, and you've been saying that for years and advocating for it. And I feel like that message has finally started to get through over the last 12, 18 months. I've been saying creative operations feels like it's in its teenage years. It started as a formal role about 10 years ago when it was just a handful of people. And now there's thousands. And as part of going through these teen years, one, we're seeing more people still tied to efficiency, whether that's scale, speed, cost, but increasingly going, the real job is to tie to impact and value that matters to the business. And then two is I've been talking more and more about how does the role need to mature? And as part of the role maturing, I think one of the things we need to be talking more about as a community is where does creative operations belong on the org chart? And that's going to be the main focus of what we're going to be talking about today. You might have a bit of a spicy take on this. I think I've seen most creative operations leaders and teams sit within the creative function. So why don't we start with your take on where does creative operations belong on the org chart? My take on it is probably a little tilted to one direction because I've mostly worked in really large organizations. So my first answer to where should it sit is 
there's part of it that just depends on how how big your org is and how big your crops function is. So in a smaller place, what I'm saying might not make as much sense. It might. But I have had the most success. I have worked in creative ops roles where I reported directly to a chief creative officer and I've reported to VPs of marketing and I've reported to CMOs. And of all of the situations that I've experienced and that I've seen personally, we as a creative ops function had the most leverage and the most impact by sitting under a senior marketing leader in a marketing ops type of an org. There is a lot of synergy that we found with what some of the things you're talking about right now, like metrics for one, right? The synergy between what creative ops is doing with metrics or should be doing with metrics to feed the business is should be very much aligned with what a marketing ops function is doing. The worst thing you want is for them to be competing where both of those roles exist. One of the other reasons that I think creative ops is best seated in a marketing org under a senior marketing ops leader where those exist is because I believe that creatives should be creative. I don't want to see high quality creative leaders having to manage an ops function that isn't their expertise. I think this is some of the way where it's getting a tactical reputation versus a strategic one. Because under a creative leader, many creative, not all, no blanket statements here, don't have that expertise, don't need that expertise, don't want that expertise, and in my opinion, shouldn't be bothered with that expertise. So put them in a place where there is operations expertise and operations efficiencies and operations synergies and let creative focus on delivering creative for the business. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me because when I've been asking that question, what is creative operations? One of the most common things I hear is our job is to let creatives be creative and get everything else out of their way so that they can focus on great creative output that has an impact on the business. So it almost seems it's square peg round hole to then say, an operations function should sit within the creative organization when in fact trying to get operational work and thinking out of their way so they can be creative. Why do you think creative operations ends up sitting within the creative organization? It seems like I don't have a data point to point to, but I think we would both agree that Creative operations usually does sit within the creative function. Why do you think that is? Is it just path of least resistance? And it was the default knee-jerk answer? It's because of the history of how creative ops came about, right? If you think about, it wasn't a marketing leader saying, hey, we need a creative ops function here. It was a creative leader saying, I need help. I need to figure this stuff out. I need to be faster. I need to do better. I need to speak the numbers of the business and speak the language of the business. I need that. So if they're the one asking for it, that's where the org is going to wind up, right? They're not going to say, sure, put it over there. It came from the need of creatives for the kind of thinking that creative ops professionals can provide. So it wound up there because they were the one asking for the help or for the headcount. 
So creative operations usually sits within the creative function under the creative leader very often. And in your experience, you've said it's, it's best to put it within marketing operations. And you've worked on the brand side in a number of organizations, Sam's Club and others. And today you're with Sella. You've been there for a while. So you guys do a whole bunch of amazing consulting work with organizations of all shapes and sizes across a broad range of industries. Is what you're seeing from that perch similar as well? Are you seeing that it does sit better within marketing operations? And I guess the question I'm really getting to is, do the marketing operations leaders and the creative leaders also agree with your point of view? And are you seeing them starting to make these changes as well? I have worked with mostly very large organizations and in my work today, continue to work with very large organizations. And we are absolutely seeing a trend toward centralizing all operations functions under a single function where the marketing operations leadership roles are raising to a higher level and then other types of operations roles are rolling in under them, including creative ops. So CRM ops and other things that may have sat separately. It almost sounds like from a go-to-market point of view, marketing operations, sales operations, creative operations, revenue operations, they might all be migrating towards each other and sitting within the same functional unit because ultimately they're in the service of how do we go to market and how do we turn that into funnel and how do we turn the funnel into dollars and cents? Let me clarify something though. My definition, which I guess we didn't talk about, of marketing operations is not demand generation, lead scoring, sales funnel. That is a a function that can sit within marketing operations. It can own the tech stack. MarTech can fall under there. My definition of marketing operations is extremely broad and high level. It is making the entire marketing machine and all of the functions that work in it, supported by process, tools, and budget, work together seamlessly. So just to, to backtrack a little bit there in case there was confusion. And then you're advocating that creative operations should sit under that. And that, you know, at a high level makes sense to me because creative operations is primarily about generating content or creative to feed the marketing machine or beast, as I like to call it, with a never-ending appetite. Um, one thing I've started to hear a bit more about, and this came up in an episode we did with Mark Brady from HubSpot recently, he was sharing what they're doing around self-service automation. They're sort of starting to become a bit of a horizontal function in that they're serving up content to all parts of the organization. Is that something that you're seeing other creative operations teams do? Because like, Sales needs content, customer success needs content, the product team needs content, and it all needs to be on brand. So are you starting to see creative operations in some instances may start to need to become more of a horizontal function versus a vertical one that just sits and within and serves marketing? I don't think that just because it sits in marketing means that it only serves marketing. If you think about most marketing departments serve all of those other lines of business that, that sit inside of a, a company as well, right? Marketing owns the brand and therefore that that's already the horizontal nature of, of 
marketing and of creative ops inside a, an, an enterprise at the enterprise level. I don't think that being seated in marketing means that it's that it only serves marketing. Um, it, in fact, I think marketing is the right place to be seated simply because it has tentacles out into all of those other functions in the company. So if you think about one of the discussions in customer experience, CX right now is about where does where where should CX ownership sit? I mean, do you want your IT department owning that? Do you want it sitting there? And if it sits there, is that the right thing? I, I would make the same argument for for creative ops sitting under marketing. Just because it sits there doesn't mean it's the only place that it serves. Marketing owns the brand, you know, period. Right, that's a good point. So getting back to the main topic, creative operations should sit within marketing operations. So you're saying it sits within marketing operations. Someone listening now, they're creative ops leader and their function team currently sits within the creative team. They're nodding their head up and down, going 100% agree with Amy. And I agree with Amy that this is part of me being able to transition our function from being tactical to strategic if we were to sit within the marketing work, specifically marketing operations. How do I make the case to the creative leader? And then how do I make the case to the marketing operations leader or a senior marketing leader? So talk us through both of those things, because ultimately these things may make sense on paper, but ultimately we're dealing with changing the minds of humans and humans are messy and politics is involved. So how should somebody that's listening think about having those conversations and, and pitching it to them? Yeah. So first of all, obviously the assumption is that there is a marketing operations department that exists at this enterprise, right? right? Yeah. So I would say, number one, if one doesn't exist, then the creative ops senior leaders can consider a career advancement pathing option for themselves by pitching to run a marketing ops function and include their people in creative ops as sort of the, the initial piece of that. So that's, that's when, one way to think of it. If there's an existing marketing ops org that there is a senior leader there already, I would say I've met very few ops leaders in my life who aren't welcoming more people onto their team, <laughs> wouldn't want to have a bigger team, to your point, especially people who are already creative ops folks are systems thinkers, right? There's a great opportunity, I think, to expand that systems thinking for people who are interested in making you know, lateral, lateral career moves or even just lateral um, knowledge and skill building, right? So I think it's a boon for marketing ops. I think your question about how does the creative leader feel about that is a good one. I mean, I think in any case where there's a perception of taking away, you always need to make a what's in it for me argument, what's in it for you. I would I would go back to, hey, senior creative leader, do you really even want to spend time on this topic? I'm going to be helping you just the same. And you don't have to manage me. You don't have to manage these people. I'm going to still serve you in the same way that I'm serving you now, only without the trouble, without the performance reviews, without the, you know, all the other baggage that that comes with having another team that's not your core focus. 
That's a good point. So through that transition, let's say I convince the creative leader that we're going to be able to serve them and sort of take things off their plate, the operational work that's not really, you know, in their bullseye of skills by moving over to marketing operations and the marketing operations leader welcomes us with open arms. Do you think there's like things that might get lost along the way though? Because when I'm sitting within the creative team, I'm part of that team. I'm in service of that team. And then there's just the natural, I think, forcing function of, I report to the creative leader, but now I'm sitting over in marketing operations. What are the things that you think everybody involved in this, the creative ops leader, the creative leader, and the marketing ops leader should be aware of? So things don't get lost and the creative operations leader and team are still able to properly serve the creative team? Number one, I think that let's not mix up functional reporting and ways of working. They're, they're two different things, right? Functional reporting is more important for career pathing, skill set building, lateral movement, same skill support, teaching each other on the team, things like that. That's one of the main reasons that I advocate for this is to to give creative ops more options and more visibility in fields or specialties even that are adjacent to what they're already doing, where their skills can be used. Most creative ops people aren't going to go and become an art director. So function that's functional reporting. Ways of working is not the same. The, the way of working, moving a creative ops in this instance from under a creative leader into a marketing ops function changes nothing about the way work happens and nothing about the way relationships happen. It's it's functionally the same. That's that's process, that's relationship, and that's ways of working. I think agile okay. is, you know, a model you could think about like that, right? People in an agile pod don't all report to the same person but they work together in service of the same thing. That makes a lot of sense to me. So now I'm sitting in marketing operations, but I'm also thinking about my career. So I'm a creative operations leader. Marketing operations is relatively speaking, much more mature. It's been around longer. It's better defined. Career paths are better defined for sure. And versus in creative operations where, again, like being in these teenage years, it still feels like we're trying to figure out what is a beginner creative operations person and an intermediate one. And as much as people might say, I don't care about titles, we all care about titles because it that's human nature. And it goes back to, you know, do I sit on the org chart? What is my pay? What are my future opportunities? It's turned by all that. And when we're a creative operations team sitting in creative or maybe next adjacent to creative, it was sort of like a clear runway ahead. Now I'm sitting within marketing operations. And by saying sitting within marketing operations, I think that infers that creative operations, there's a ceiling there because marketing operations and those roles, quote unquote, sit on top of it. And so how do you think about like career pathing for a creative operations person? Is there a limit like is there a natural evolution then into a marketing operations role or are there like adjacent places they might think about moving into over time once they hit a creative operations ceiling? I guess fundamentally, I disagree with where the ceiling is. 
I think that the ceiling, in my experience, is lower generally when creative ops is sitting in a creative org. Again, for the same reason that even a senior creative ops leader isn't going to go and become an art director or a copywriter or content creator. They're not going to go and that's not a a switch most of them are going to make. So they're naturally topped out below the whatever level the chief creative officer is in that organization. Inside a marketing org, the ceiling might be a little bit higher because there are multiple functions that sit within that sit within that operation. So if you think about marketing operations functions that I've run in the past had sometimes production, we had uh, budget management, we had a vendor management, we had process management, we had tech stack management, not just from customer facing ads, ad stack type of stuff, but tools that the marketing department and the creative department are using to execute the work. So what you're saying is then there's these creative ops roles that have elements of those things. Resource management is another one. And and now they're inside this org where there are more of them doing that work at a, at a broader level. So it just creates, in my mind, more potential opportunity for folks to expand and move sideways or up because the ceiling is just different. It's almost like by moving creative operations into marketing operations, I get to hang out with my my brothers and sisters who are also nerding out on systems thinking. Yep. My, my, I, my, my nerdy brothers and sisters, my people who know data and metrics and my people who already have mechanisms to report the metrics that we're tracking against business results, right? That's where that's happening in marketing ops, right? And you made this point earlier about by making this transition, it facilitates being perceived that perception of creative operations transitioning from tactical to strategic because marketing operations is very much seen as a strategic function in most organizations, just based on the amount of investment that organizations make into that function relative to creative operations. And I think it is because of that systems thinking. And from a career pathing point of view, I would guess like somebody who's, let's say, earlier in their creative operations career, especially if they're a project manager, quote unquote, yesterday in a creative operations person today, one, if I'm moving over from creative to the marketing operations team, I get to hang out with my nerdy systems thinkers because marketing operations is all about systems thinking. Two is, especially for those in the creative ops community who are earlier in their careers, it's probably going to accelerate their systems thinking. You know, one thing I've said is there's some really great creative operations leaders. I'd put you in that bucket, folks like Kate Sullivan, some others. And then I think others, many others, perhaps the majority of creative operations folks out there today, the thousands that have come into the space over the last few years, were project managers yesterday and creative operations people today. And part of making that transition is going, project management is part of what I need to know how to do. I need to know how it functions, but I need to make that transition to systems thinking. I think being in marketing operations, which is all about systems thinking, and as you said, data and 
other key capabilities, it's going to accelerate that learning and development and help them become the next Amy Tesh Strickland's and the <laughs> next Sullivan's on a much, much faster basis. Oh, you shouldn't laugh. You've got groupies out there, Amy, for sure. They're going like, they're going like, what would Amy do? What would Kate do? And how do I become Amy and Kate? And how do I become their best friends so I could just stand next to them and learn everything they know? Yeah, we, we but, should also maybe tell the audience that before we started recording, we were joking around how this episode might be controversial. And I was saying, I hope I didn't get hate mail. And then we both agreed that it would be awesome if there was such a thing as creative ops hate mail, because that would mean that people were really paying attention and were caring about it. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I do think some people might react like, I think some people are going to react positively to your point of view. Some will react, you know, like, oh, I'm not sure about this. And no, I don't agree with this at all. And here's why. And but I think that's part, again, of this community, this profession maturing and sort of figuring out more of the the right answers for what creative operations needs to evolve into moving forward, most especially for moving from a tactical to a strategic function, not just to the benefit of like creative ops leaders and teams, but to, to the benefit of the organizations that they serve. Because ultimately, this is about having an impact on the business. I like to go back and talk a little bit about a tale of two brands. On one hand, you've got a high-end luxury brand. On the other hand, you've got a e-commerce brand. Are there reasons to think differently about where creative operations sits based on the type of brand or industry, or you mentioned size before, like talk us through what are some of the questions I should be asking myself as a creative ops leader for where should we sit? Cause I want to think through that and I need to get ready to make a case to the creative leader and the marketing leader. I think the question creative ops leaders would want to ask themselves is where do I have the best visibility? And where do I have the best opportunity for my strategic point of view to be seen and heard? So that's going to differ in, in, or, in different orgs. So to use some of your examples, in a DTC or e-commerce only org, that might be in marketing ops. Those tend to be really strong strategic functions. Um, I would argue that in, say, in a fashion brand where brand is queen and photography is happening like crazy and creative is really leading the charge there. I would say I would argue maybe against some of the things that I've argued for today. If the creative senior creative leader is the one with the loudest voice and the biggest influence, maybe it makes more sense in that case for creative ops to sit under that function. I would say in those cases though, to just be really mindful of not becoming a support function that is viewed as tactical or servile. So that sounds like it's more like personality driven. Like you said, that really assertive creative leader that may or may not have anything to do with the brand or industry necessarily. It could just be the personality. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe the thing to think about is that person is there today, but you know, what if they're gone in a year or three years, then, then what happens? So maybe the follow-up question that a creative ops leader should ask themselves is, should I be tying myself to something that could easily change or should I go for the more sustainable answer? 
I would say you can't worry too much about what's going to change because that's outside of your control and everybody is going to continue to get reorged every 18 months anyway. So the most important thing about that is make sure that your friends with not friends is maybe too strong of a word. Kate Sullivan would correct me on that. But your cross-functional colleagues, because you never know who's going to wind up being your next boss. So so that's how I would think about the, the change aspect of that. I I guess I would just repeat my original advice, which is advocate for being wherever in the next incarnation is going to have the most influence and the most visibility. And that can change from leader to leader, to your point. I guess it's one of the reasons that I feel strongly about the marketing ops org as a good, relatively safe house for that, because CMOs need that org. They may have to trade off people here and there during tough times, but that org almost can't not exist in a big organization. I feel like it's a relatively safe harbor for creative ops to live and get that visibility and strategic seat at the table. So you've mentioned big a couple of times because big will have marketing operations as a function these days. It's sort of like if a big organization didn't have marketing operations, that would be a huge glaring gap. And I think you've made a pretty compelling case for that should be the default answer for where creative operations sits. And then maybe you think about it depends variables like force of personality that might actually pay attention to creative operations and, and give it the support it needs. Maybe the type of company, luxury goods versus e-commerce will have something to do with that. But what if you are a smaller or mid-sized organization? Creative operations exists in companies of all sizes these days. Yeah. Should I be thinking about, yeah, it makes sense for me to sit under the creative leader? Or should I maybe be thinking about, like, I need to make a case for creative operations sitting adjacent to the creative leader to elevate the function, be a partner And then maybe give myself and my team flexibility in going, as we grow, maybe it makes sense for us to sit under creative. Maybe it makes sense for us to sit under marketing operations, or maybe it makes sense for us to sit on our own and be that connective tissue. Is there a case to be made for creative operations just sitting on their own and not within marketing operations? regardless of the size of the company? Number one, I would advise creative ops leaders who are sitting under creative that read the room. And if you think there is an opportunity for your org to pop out and sit equal to creative, that would probably be the ideal situation. If you don't feel like that's feasible or you try to do that and don't get an approval, then I would say the most important thing for those people to spend time on is make sure that you're the one in the meetings and that you're the one presenting your data and that you're the one getting FaceTime whenever you can, instead of handing over all of your gold to that creative leader. It sounds like I'm anti-creative. I'm not. I'm trying to do this all in the service of creative, but I'm saying make sure. Make sure that you as the ops person are representing your own work in person or on Zoom or whatever it is, whenever you can. That's how you're going to get the credibility to move you to whatever the next level for you might be, even if that is staying inside creative long term. I think part of making that case is what you've previously said is 
we are in service of you. We don't need to burden you with thinking about operations and systems and data and metrics. We're the ones that should be coming to you. And sort of reminds me of what we keep bringing up Kate Sullivan and what, what she told me, she said, she really tries to instill an ethos of in service of. And I think that's part of the case to the creative leader to go, if we sit adjacent to you, we're still going to be in service of without burdening you with ha having to think about all these operational nooks and crannies that we have to think about. Let me do that. Let us eliminate that from, from your plate. And we're just simply in service of you so that your creative team can focus on, on producing uh, great creative. So Maybe that's part of the pitch. Do, do you think in a larger organization, creative operations can or even try and make the case for sitting adjacent to marketing operations? Or should it, is the default answer, no, sit within marketing operations because it is part of like the same system? I, I would still advocate that both marketing ops and creative ops can get more benefit from being together. But I think depending on the culture of your org, I think creative ops can sit next to marketing ops and next to creative if the creative org is big enough to warrant that. I think where you run into problems with that is if I put my CMO hat on, why do I need all three of these people on my sitting on my direct report staff? Where, how can I minimize the, the work for me and maximize the information that's funneling up to me from fewer sources, single sources of truth, right? It's another great point you're bringing up. And I think very often we forget about the waters we swim in and how the currents are flowing. And just that example right there of CMOs and executives in general, think about how many people are reporting directly to me. And sure, there's like some people that go, I like to have a lot of people reporting directly to me because it makes me feel important and powerful, but the most effective executives actually think about what's the right number. It's not about how few or how many, but what's the right number. And, and if creative operations is really primarily rooted in serving the marketing machine, then I think C a lot of CMOs may think this doesn't need to report directly to me. It's critical. I think more CMOs need to understand the value of creative operations, sure. but they may not need it reporting directly to them. Yeah. If you think about what one of the things that CMOs today is cons consistently report as their biggest challenge are silos. And they don't mean that just cross-functionally outside in the org. They mean that inside their own orgs. So every single reporting relationship represents a potential silo. It's just more work they have to undo at some point really or try good. to work through. Yeah, that's another good point in support of the default answer should be it sits within marketing or organizations. It removes a silo immediately. So I'm walking away with a lot of good points in support of your possibly spicy take of creative operations we'll see, we'll see. within marketing <laughs> operations. The one you just mentioned about getting rid of a silo, creative operations primarily is in service of the marketing machine. Marketing operations is much more mature relatively speaking, in terms of systems thinking, leveraging data and metrics, all the things that we're talking more and more about as critical skill sets in the stack of a great creative operations leader. So it would accelerate that learning because you're hanging around people that you already think like, or you want to be able to think like and accelerate your career. 
And maybe a career pathing path is then going from creative operations into marketing operations or another operations role. I want to go back to something that we didn't talk about today, but I've heard you mention before. From a career pathing point of view, do you think there's an adjacent path, like go into something like design operations instead? Because more and more people are going, okay, creative operations, creative production, design operations, photo operations seems like its own unique beast because of the, the workflow there. Yeah. But do you think there's adjacent paths for creative operations people to go into? Yeah, I do. I, re I remember briefly talking about this. I am actually seeing folks go back and forth between creative ops and design ops in both directions. I think to your point about systems thinking, I think they require similar skill sets. I don't know as much about design ops other than it focuses more on UX, UI type of professionals versus your traditional sort of digital designers, graphic designers, et cetera, et cetera. My perception is that design ops feels a little bit more buried to me inside the design orgs than creative ops is under a creative org. I don't really have any data on that. It's just a feeling um, that I have. But yeah, I absolutely think from a career pathing perspective that creative ops folks can move into certain types of marketing roles. They can move into certain types of vendor management, agency management roles that may not always exist in the creative ops org. They might exist somewhere else, right? In the org. Ad ops, anything that requires system thinking and, and understanding of creative ops, people are absolutely qualified for some lateral and sideways skill building, if not outright career changes. Design ops versus creative ops is something I want to explore on a future episode. Yeah, um, I would love to learn more about that. I think if I took the transcript from this episode and fed into chat GPT and say, <laughs> tell me the five words or terms that were used the most, systems thinking is going to be at the top. Is that the first thing you look for when you're looking to hire somebody in into a creative ops role or you're working with a client and helping them think about what are the skill sets that you're looking for. And, and to that end, if it is, then have you taken people like from like different fields who have that systems thinking skill set and brought them into creative operations? Yeah. Let me answer the second question first. I can think of an example of spotting a person who was in a site ops type of a role who had excellent systems thinking and relationship building. And I brought that person into a marketing ops role. That person worked their way up into a more senior role and has since expanded into creative operations, adding, I wouldn't say replacing, but adding that as a skill set. I absolutely think that's the most important thing. And I think your previous question was about what do I look for? And I would say it depends on the functional role. I don't think everyone called creative ops, let's say manager, just as the example, everyone called a creative ops manager doesn't do the same thing. To your point, some of them are project managers. And I don't say just project managers because project management is important. But then I would argue those people could be called project managers. Creative ops managers, in my experience, can manage a, the budget, they could manage process, they could manage tools. So I look for different skill sets, obviously, for each of those things, not specialties, but skill set. If I'm honest, I tend to look skeptically at folks with PMP certifications for 
creative operations process or project management roles because my experience has been that the PMP is so rigid and necessarily encourages really rigid ways of thinking that it doesn't translate well into creative. Now, if I was going to be hiring a metrics person or head of a PMO, I would absolutely look for for that. But both of those underlying systems thinking, relationship abilities, and flexibility. You're making me think of a number of things. One is maybe we'll definitely get some additional hate mail now because of the picking on the PMP <laughs> folks. And there's a lot of creative operations people today that they're very much rooted in that project management focus. And that's part of the job of like you and I and the rest of this community to like create more clarity around what is a beginner, intermediate, advanced creative operations professional. And I would actually say that there are a lot of pretenders today because there were project managers literally last night and they were creative operations person today. And it almost feels it was more of a, like a professional branding exercise versus actually understanding what it is. And, and the things you're talking about, systems thinking, relationship building, those are critical Lego blocks in a creative ops leader skill stack. And one thing I've been thinking about lately is we need to start defining creative operations leaders at different altitudes. There's the 1000 foot creative operations person, and they are much more rooted in a project management approach to the job. And we need to define what is their value to the creative team, the marketing team, the organization, and what are the things they're doing around people, process, technology versus a creative ops leader operating at the 50,000 foot level. They're probably more looking, how is the system, how does the system need to adapt to enable the creative team to focus on creative? How does the system need to evolve to support what marketing's goals are and actually understanding what marketing's goals are? And the 100,000 foot level is thinking about how am I sort of continuing to evolve this system to serve the needs of the business? They understand where's the business going with their strategic goals this year and next year. And maybe that's what we need to start doing is defining it by like different levels. And maybe that also gives some sense of career pathing and clarity on here's the different types of things I need to be doing at each of these levels and the skills that I need to learn to go from 1,000 feet to 10,000 feet to 50,000 feet and beyond. I think um, connecting the dots is probably at the highest level of that, right? It's also the ability to run interference, for lack of a better word, and be able to protect and defend creative when that's what they need and to push creative when that's what they need. And those are subtleties, right? And it goes back to my unintentionally not intending to bash PMPs, right? But creatives are not construction workers and shouldn't be managed as such, right? It's a little more finesse than that. Yeah. And I think there's probably a place for it when it's just about scaling content, but then a good creative ops leader is going to go, that's still not about getting the creatives to do it. They should be thinking about self-service automation systems and things like that, taking that away from the creatives. Because to your point, good creatives and good creative teams are not and don't want to be used as construction workers of here's a blueprint, just do exactly what's on the blueprint. They're thinkers. And one of the things that we don't talk about in the creative ops community in the pursuit for efficiency and scale and speed is that type of 
paint by numbers thinking, we've allowed it to creep in and influence it and affect what creative teams do. And that's hurt creative teams at a lot of brands. And it's probably hurt morale and the quality of the creative ultimately, because we think the job is deliver on time, deliver at speed. And that's part of it, but it's ultimately great creative work is what's going to matter. Just another tangent off of what you were just saying. I really like the recent reframing of what we used to just call templates into self-service, right? Because templates basically says we're going to do the exact same thing every single time and we will not waver, right? Self-service says here are some outlines for you to to be creative with these great tools we've given you. So I I love that recent reframing of of that templates into self-service. Yeah, it moves the focus of responsibility from we've built these capabilities for you, dear marketer. Now you can go off and run as fast as you want. And we're here for you when you need blank sheet thinking, because we have big, beautiful brains that we can apply to challenges and opportunities that you want to go after where you don't have the answers. But if all you want to do is a webinar and need a landing page, cool. Here it is. Have at it. You don't need us to do that for you. Yeah, You really don't. Amy, this has been an incredibly thought-provoking episode. I'm looking forward to what people have to say out there. So we're definitely going to have to do uh, a follow-up on this. I've already given the heads up to a few people about this episode, and they're looking forward to it. Some have said they actually want to send it off to their marketing operations leader and their creative leaders because they want to have them listen to it to facilitate the discussion they want to have. This can be incredibly valuable. Some might think of it as a bit of a spicy take. If they do, I think that's good because it means people care. It also means that people are considering how we evolve, right? Not everybody needs to agree exactly. with my opinion, but in our teenage years here in Creative Ops, we're going to have to evolve in some ways. We're definitely going to have to have you back for a follow-up episode as I start to hear some feedback. And if you do have feedback or questions on this topic, drop me a line, nish at creativeops.fm. And Amy, as we wrap up, question we always end with, Who's someone or a topic that you want to hear about on a future episode of the Creative Ops podcast? I'm going to call out two people who I'm calling out because they're both um, powerful, wonderful, nice people, women in Creative Ops, and who have a background either in marketing or marketing operations or design ops. Those people are Jelana Wilson at Adobe and Eve Maidenberg at Missouri. They both um, are, are very high-level creative ops practitioners today that have some of those things in their backgrounds. I would actually love to hear either or both of their takes on some of the things that I've talked about today, because essentially they've almost come in the reverse to what I'm advocating for. Those are great suggestions, especially based on the backgrounds for each of them that you just mentioned. So we will definitely have to reach out to them. Maybe we'll clip this segment or your answer and mention them on LinkedIn or something. No pressure. No pressure. uh, (laughs) But we'll see if we can make that happen. Well, Amy, thank you so much for doing this with me. And I am, and I know you're ready for the the spicy takes in return on this, on this topic. Yeah, I am. Thanks for having me. It's always good to have a fun dialogue with you, Nish. That's a wrap for today's episode. Remember to please do three things. Number one, head over to creativeops.fm and sign up for that companion newsletter. 
Number two, whatever your favorite podcast player is, please hit subscribe. Search for Creative Ops, all one word, Creative Ops Podcast. Make sure you don't miss the next episode. And remember, number three, this isn't just my journey of curiosity. This is our journey of curiosity about all things Creative Ops. So if you've got a question or maybe a different perspective about what you heard today, or maybe you just want to share something that you're curious about, drop me a line at nish at creativeops.fm. Thanks so much, and I look forward to catching you at the Creative Ops water cooler for next week's episode.